Welcome to the Business Fabulous Podcast, where I take your business from right now to fabulous in less than 30 minutes. In each episode, I give you easy, actionable tips and strategies to increase your online visibility, grow your social media, and pinpoint your marketing. Be sure to grab my 20-minute consultation to grow your business, bit.ly forward slash chat Bonnie is where you can sign up for that. Or if you want help monetizing your podcast, bit.ly forward slash pod money. This is episode 12, where we discuss how to increase your audience's time on your website and get them to consume your content. Let's get started. Welcome to the Business Fabulous Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs get visible online and grow their businesses from right now to fabulous with your host, Bonnie L. Frank. This former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur has produced over 2,000 live broadcasts and has coached business owners worldwide. Each week, Bonnie shares actionable, effective, and proven social media and marketing strategies that help you get seen, get heard, and get paid online to propel your business forward. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we're talking about how to increase the amount of time that your target audience spends on your website and how to get them to consume more of your valuable content. The first thing you need to think about is what type of content you're putting out there. I know you're putting good stuff out there. I know you're putting valuable social media posts. I know you're sharing informative live streams and videos and articles and other people's podcasts. I know you're doing all of that. And I know you're sharing your own blog posts that you've written and your own social media, your Instagram stories, your Facebook stories, your own podcasts, your own blog posts. I know that you're already sharing all of that information. I know you are. But I also know that you're not getting the engagement that you want today online. Here's how to help that. I want you to think about what you're already putting out there on a daily basis. And what I'm going to suggest, I have several suggestions in this episode. And what I'm going to suggest really should not increase the amount of time that you're spending on content creation or on publicizing that information, promoting that content, it really should not increase the amount of time that you're taking to do that. But I'm going to have you do everything you're doing, but more strategically. And that way, people are going to be spending longer on your website, which is what you want, because the more they're on there, the better your Google Analytics and the greater likelihood they have to purchase your products, programs, and services, to opt into your freebies, to listen to other podcasts that you've got on your website, to read more blog posts, to see other things that you have to offer, and to engage with you in a much richer fashion. The longer they spend on your website, the better. What types of content do you want to be producing? One of the things that I want you to think about is authenticity and transparency. In episode nine, I define those and I talk about how they're different. So I'm not going to get into that here, but I want you to make sure that when you are online, you are authentic and you are transparent to whatever level you deem necessary or you decide you want to be. 
And I've always said, you never have to say how much money you make to be transparent or authentic. That's just a silly thing that people do online all the time. You want to be authentic. You want to be transparent. In other words, you want to be you. The you that you put out there online should be the same you that somebody sees when they meet you in the grocery store, that somebody sees when you are a passenger in their Uber car or their Lyft, that somebody sees when you are presenting from a stage, and that somebody reads on your Instagram post or in a blog post or hears in a live stream or a video or a podcast. You should seem the same everywhere. It should be authentic. It should be transparent. It should be consistently you. Be totally in step with your brand every single time. So that's number one before anything else. I want you to think about long form and short form content because I'm going to go over ways to do both. And I'm going to start with long form because when lots of us would post on social media, a lot of times we would be thinking of longer form content. We would be thinking of writing a blog post or doing a live stream that was longer than three minutes long. Facebook says that three minutes or longer is long form. When you're writing a blog post, it's considered a long form piece of content if it's 1,000 words or more. So think about that. Are you producing any long form content at all? Or is everything more short form, more bite size information? This podcast, for example, all of the episodes are 30 minutes or less. I'm already telling you from the beginning what it's going to be so that you have the expectation of how much time do I need to allow for Bonnie's podcast. Think about long form content. It can be one single blog post that's a thousand words long, but it can also be a series of blog posts. It can be a series of videos and people have given out video series as a great freebie, as a wonderful opt-in product. I love that promo. It can also be something, and I want you to think, and this is not long form, but I want you to think in a similar vein, it can also be a Twitter thread. Twitter has what's called threads now, where when you click on the thread, you will read all of the tweets, everything that the person has tweeted, and all the replies. It's like getting an entire Twitter chat all at once. You read everything right there. And that's a really great way to share a lot of things about one particular topic or one event or one thought, whatever it is, or one quote on Twitter. Twitter, a lot of times we think so fast and you can only see a few words and throw in some hashtags, but it's not like that any longer. People have loads and loads of very lengthy conversations on Twitter that go over many, many days or many, many hours or who knows, many months. Well, now you can do a similar thing on Twitter. So think of it as long form on Twitter. I want you to think about your content. Is it long form? Is it short form? Do you have some of each? I think it's important to have some of each. I really do. Because if you truly want to put yourself out there as an expert in your field, you're going to have to provide long form content. I truly believe that. The next thing I want you to think about is interactive content. 
You don't want everything that you put out there. So now I've already talked about long form. You don't want every single thing you put out there to have to take forever to consume. And you don't want to have to wonder whether people ever consumed it. Because let's face it, most of the content that you put out there, you really don't know if they're consuming it or not, or how much of it they're consuming. Are they only listening to the first five minutes of your podcast? Are they listening at all? Are they downloading your podcast? You can get some metrics. You can get metrics if they like, comment, share on a Facebook post or on an Instagram post. You can see if somebody comments on a blog post or comments on a post that you made on LinkedIn. But I want you to get more immediate feedback. By so doing, you are doing things like a poll, a question, the chat stickers in Facebook stories and Instagram stories. So I want you to think about the possibility of doing that. You can also throw up a poll in a Facebook group very easily. You can create a poll in Twitter. It's just a two-answer poll, but that's okay. Twitter's short, so that makes sense. So you can put a poll on Twitter and pin it to your profile. Make it be the very first thing that people see. And you can have the poll going for 24 hours on Twitter. In your Facebook group, you decide how long that poll goes. And you decide how many options there are for the poll. So is it just two? Are they picking a yes or a no? Are they picking this or that? Or are you providing more than two options? I always provide more than two options. And I always provide the option of people being able to write in their own answer. Because you never know how people are going to want to express themselves. And maybe you don't have all the answers there. Maybe you really don't know about all the possibilities that your audience is thinking of. I really like to offer that to them, that they can always write in their own answer and people can vote for that one as well. Having polls, having questions, using the chat stickers on Instagram stories and Facebook stories and in Facebook groups and on Twitter are wonderful, wonderful ways to get the feedback that you want, to get your audience being able to express themselves and provide information back to you and have a conversation with you in a very, very fast and immediately gratifying way. I love those things. So I really want you to think about interactive content. Chatbots is something that has been around for a while now. And those are things like ManyChat. And a a lot of times people think about having a chat bot through Facebook Messenger. But you can also have a chat bot on the phone. You know, sometimes when you call customer service, it's a chat bot. It's not a real person. You can also have a chat bot on your website to answer certain questions. You can also have a chat bot doing some sort of poll or questionnaire or little quiz at the beginning of them entering a marketing funnel, you know, some sort of opt-in on your website. So those are great ways to use chatbots. And once again, that's interactive. It's fun. It can be fun if it's done well. It's fast. And it allows your audience to express themselves and it allows you to get valuable, valuable feedback from them. You want to make sure 
that what you're producing, the content that you are producing is valuable. But more than that, you want to make sure it's valuable to them, to your audience. Because if you think it's valuable, but it's not really valuable to your audience, it's not valuable. I repeat, if you think what you are producing, the content that you're putting out on social media or in your blogs or on your podcast, wherever you're doing things, on your stage, when you're presenting, if you think the content that you're producing is valuable, but your target audience does not find it valuable, then it is not valuable because you should be producing content for your target audience. And if you no longer want to provide content for them, that's okay. Then you need to rework who your ICA is, who your ideal client avatar is, and or your IPL, your ideal podcast listener, and then go from there because that determines your target audience. So I really, really want you to think about that. If you're not getting the engagement anymore that you really should be getting from your target audience and that I'm sure you want from your target audience, you either are not providing things that are valuable to them or you're not providing content strategically. And that's the purpose of this podcast to give you some more information about that. In episode 10, I talked about 25, actually, I I gave closer to 30 different ways to repurpose one podcast episode. And that episode, episode 10, can be used. Those strategies can be used for really any piece of content. It doesn't have to be just a podcast episode that you're repurposing. It could be anything. Something called omni-channel distribution is another way of saying, whenever you're producing things, put it out in different places. The same piece of content Yes, the exact same piece of content. Go ahead and put it other places. There is absolutely nothing wrong with repurposing content. Zero. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, on LinkedIn, you can take the exact same blog post that exists on your website and you can double check with Karen Yankovich, who is a LinkedIn expert. She is my go-to gal for all things LinkedIn. Shout out to Karen. I will put her information in the show notes. You can take your exact same blog post that is on your website and republish it on LinkedIn without LinkedIn penalizing you in any manner. There's always question about whether or not you can do that. Do you have to change things? Doesn't Google not like if everything is the same everywhere? Well, we're not saying everything's the same everywhere. We're saying you can take your blog post and put it on LinkedIn. I want you to think about that because you don't want to do that with every blog post, especially like we talked about at the top of this episode, if it's long form content. I don't think that you should repurpose a 3,000 word essay or a 3,000 word blog post or try to repurpose a video that goes on forever and ever and ever on LinkedIn. If you directly publish a video on LinkedIn, it can only be 10 minutes, by the way. As of September 12, 2019, it can only be 10 minutes long. You can repurpose your blog posts on LinkedIn word for word without getting penalized. So that's really important to know. And it's really important to put your stuff out there in a lot of different places. How will you know what works and what works better unless you try? So there's no reason for not doing that. And go back to episode 10 for a load of different ways to repurpose your content. 
Another thing I want you to think about is JV partnerships, joint venture partnerships. In other words, get together with one or more than one different people who have the same type of target audience. You don't want vastly different target audiences because that's not going to help you or them. So you want to get together with people who have the same or pretty similar target audience and cross-promote, work together. So maybe you do a special live stream inside their Facebook group and they do one inside your Facebook group because you each are talking about something that you personally have expertise in and they don't. So you're providing value to their audience, positioning yourself as an expert in your field, and their audience can then become your audience. A lot of times you'll see summits online. These online summits have lots of different speakers. And then when you opt into the summit, each of those speakers are able to gather all of those emails. And so each of those speakers grows their own list. And it's a great way to cross-promote and to promote yourself further as an expert in your field. Another way you can do that is blog swaps, or in other words, being a guest blogger on somebody's blog. If somebody blogs about, let's say they blog about health and nutrition for children, that's really their focus. You really focus more on fun ways to educate kids at home. Well, that would be a great blog swap. You and that other blogger could guest blog on each other's websites. You very likely have the same target audience, moms and dads, parents. And it's a wonderful way to get people knowing who you are, what you're about, and why they want to follow you. And ideally, why they want to engage with you further and hopefully purchase your products, programs, and services. Another way to do it is an IG story takeover. So an Instagram story takeover is another way to do that. Another way to do that is offering one of your programs as a bonus in somebody else's launch. For example, if I'm launching a new program, which I am, called Business Fabulous Academy, if I'm launching a new program, somebody might want to offer their course or their mini course or something or other for people who purchase that program. For example, when I promote this further, Business Fabulous Academy, people who get in on the early bird special have very special access to certain things that people don't when they don't get in early. Offering your stuff as part of somebody else's launch is a really great way to share an audience, to get your name out there, to become more visible, and to get people consuming your content. And then, of course, they're going to want to go back to your website and they're going to spend a long time there because you're going to do all these things that I'm suggesting. The last one that I want to talk about is using influencers. And I want you to think about an influencer as somebody who guides, somebody who leads, somebody who changes lives. I talked about that in episode 11. Somebody who causes change. And you don't have to be a Kardashian to be an influencer. So even though we think of an influencer as somebody who gets paid to promote products, 
there's loads and loads of influencers out there of many different types. Getting together and using influencers to promote your products, programs, and services, or an event that you've got coming up, or the fact that you're speaking at an event, anything. It doesn't have to be any sort of paid promo. Something like that. Getting them to promote on their website, on their social media is wonderful because you're capitalizing on their audience and you're getting your name out there. You're getting people to consume your content, more people to consume your content than would have done otherwise. Another way, of course, is paying different influencers to do that. That's always an option. Apple Podcasts on CastBox. When you are listening to a podcast, you can review somebody's podcast, review them on there. That's another way to use influencers to get people to consume your content. Because if influencers are reviewing your stuff, that can very well cause even more people to want to consume what you've got out there, to want to consume your valuable information. We went over about seven different ways to get people to consume your content and to spend more time on your website. In terms of time on your website, I don't know if you're aware, but you need to convert people who will go to your website. You've got sometimes less than five seconds. The going research is three to five seconds. And a lot more people are saying three than five, by the way. Three to five seconds to get somebody's attention and stay on your website. Three to five seconds. In other words, if you don't have things that are compelling to your target audience, if you don't have things that are interactive, click this, listen to that, whatever. If you don't have things that go along with what I've suggested in this episode, they're going to bounce very quickly in under five seconds. It's going to increase your bounce rate tremendously. If you can't get people to your website and get them to stay for more than three to five seconds, you probably don't have a very clear idea of who your target audience is and why you're doing this in the first place. Everything on your website should scream who you are, what you're about, and why somebody needs you. Those three things should be on everything. They should be apparent in everything you do, but especially your website, who you are, what you're about, and why people need you. That should be very, very clear. And then there should be interaction. There should be interactive possibilities, opportunities on your website to click here, to sign up here, to listen to the video there, to get this great download, to get this ebook, to sign up for a wait list, whatever it is. There should be loads of opportunities for people to participate in things on your website because they're so valuable and they're specifically being made for them, a member of your target audience. Super important. You've got three to five seconds to rein them in. Let's attract compel, and convert your target audience. Here's today's challenge. I would love for you to try out one of these strategies and challenge yourself this week 
and see if your shares and your likes and your comments and your interaction and your feedback and your engagement and your relationships with your target audience increases. Strategically create content that is valuable for your target audience, you will get increased engagement on social media. You'll get increased comments on your blog posts. You will get increased interaction on your Facebook stories and your Instagram stories. You will form more relationships and deeper relationships with more of your target audience than ever before. But you've got to create the content strategically and you've got to provide the opportunities for them to interact with you and for them to form the relationship with you. Try out one of these strategies and please let me know how it's working out for you. Feel free to email me at listener at bonnielfrank.com. You can also PM me on Facebook, DM me on Instagram, whatever you like. I'm all over social media. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Business Fabulous. I hope that you'll take today's challenge and reach out to me and let me know how you're doing. Feel free to email me at listener at bonnielfrank.com or you can reach out to me on social media. Remember, together we are Business Fabulous. I hope you all have an awesome day filled with loads of smiles and lots of opportunities. And until next time, and as always, I'm grateful for the opportunity to help nurture that spark inside of you to become business fabulous.